0: My friends, my friends, welcome to another beautiful NWA Tuesday. I hope everyone out there in the chat is having a lovely, lovely day. I do know that we are beginning a little bit earlier than normal, so we're going to stretch out this beginning just a little bit. Let the uh, YouTube notification go out. Let people know that we are live and in living color. As you guys can see behind me, we have definitely in the middle of this level up for This is the NWA podcast. We have put me in the control room since NWA doesn't want to put Sean Moody in the control room for any reason. We're in the control room. Hi to everybody in the chat and my friends. Do I have a special person for us today, the man that sits front row for all NWA events. I believe he's been to every single live NWA event that they have had, pay-per-view wise. My friends, I give to you, Santa Vall. Santa Vall, you are on the main screen in your great, great looking orangeness today. Hi, Santa. How are you, my friend? That is correct. Give me Uh, me one second, my friend. I do believe that people are saying that they cannot hear your audio. So we're going to say that one more time. Just give me two seconds here to change something very quickly. I was so excited to talk to Santa Val, everybody, that uh, I myself was not ready. So uh, let's see here. One more thing to change. There we go. Santel, you were telling us about the pay-per-views that you were at, weren't at. What pay-per-views were you at, and what did you miss?
1: Uh, I was not at last year's Crockett Cup. Um, just couldn't make it that weekend. And then if you remember, back in December was the first event that my wife attended, and that also coincided with our 24th wedding anniversary. So I swapped the pay-per-view for the two nights of TV tape. you know what
0: we're gonna let's let's save that story of your wife and yourself celebrating your anniversary at the nwa tapings let's save that for a little bit later on because my friend that was a great great moment and i was right behind you for it and uh you know not a lot of people get handshakes but you two definitely definitely did and i was very amazed by that and i'm sure that you two were as well now As we start to warm up in this NWA stranger, let me just say hello to some people in the chat. Hello, KJ Carter. Hello, Logan. Hello, Jake. Hello, Fortson. Fortson's great, man. Fortson was at that last taping. Hello, Chris. Uh, he says, Santa, Orange Santa rules, says Chris. So as you can see, already some fans of, of Wrestling Days in the chat. Can you just take a second, uh, Santa Vol, and talk about that Wrestling Days community and how they've completely embraced the NWA?
1: Yeah, I don't. And, yeah, I, I was people don't believe when I say it, but when I initially went to the first tapings wearing my orange sports coat and my Santa hat, I just thought, yeah, just, you know, it's kind of goofy. It's something I do. I thought, okay, I'll go to, you know, I had done this at the uh, pop-up event when uh, Nick and James Storm wrestled back last January. So I didn't really think anything about it. I wasn't thinking about, I'm VIP. I'm possibly going to be on front row. And then when it was, you know, recorded and shown on uh, YouTube, I really didn't think that it would pop like it did. But in hindsight, bright orange yeah. and 99% of the crowd is wearing black. Of course, I'm going to be picked out. But um, somebody uh, in the NWA community, I cannot remember who now, so I apologize. They sent me a link to Days, and they were like, you've got to watch this. And, you know, it's like as soon as the camera hits me, he's like, oh, there's an orange Santa. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. You know, this guy definitely is not from the states. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I'm
0: worldwide. Yeah, man. Well, I think I think one of the one of the one of the things that stood out the most for me, of course, we've we've known each other for I'd say at least two years now. We'll get into that a little bit later. But one of the things that definitely stood out to me when it came to NWA Power and the Santa Vol that you are, I don't even know what to call you, just the person, Sandoval, was, was that, was that uh, thumbnail where you had Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch, and then there was you right in the middle, standing up, giving a round of applause. What did you feel about that thumbnail, man? Because I think that was the, the moment where, where days really started to notice you.
1: Yeah, that, you know, and, and again, especially with the first tapings, Um, the, the first two nights of of the tapings, you don't really, you know, nobody knew what to expect going, anyone really knew what to expect. Um, so, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure, you know, what was going to happen. Then you start seeing the thumbnails and people constantly will put them on on Twitter. Hey, I see Santa ball. I see orange Santa. And it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the, the Murdoch and the, uh, and the Nick Aldis match, um, that thumb that thumbnail clip. And then the one a little bit later with uh, me, you know, gently coaching Aaron Stevens or uh, <laughs> probably the two so far.
0: So now, 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 now you were there for that first NWA taping and you were just saying that no one really knew what to expect. So let's go back to that first NWA taping, shall we? I unfortunately wasn't able to make it, but we went through, you know, two years of, um, or maybe about a year and a half of ten pounds of gold. So we kind of had a vibe. We kind of had a feeling of what the NWA was going to be about. Could you explain to us what actually made you get out of your get out of your seat and put your butt in that NWA arena? What was it about the NWA that made you want to travel for that first TV taping?
1: Um, three men: Nick Aldis, Dave Lagana, and uh, Billy Corgan. Uh, I was able, uh, fortunately enough, when they had the pop-up event in Clarksville, Tennessee, which I live a little over an hour from. Uh, they did a um, a meet and greet where you could have dinner with the champ and uh, and uh, Billy Corrigan. Um, I was one of the fortunate. They only sold, I think, 20 tickets. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate for that. Um, got to spend like two hours just sh- you know shooting the breeze with you know the lead singer for the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> and Nick Aldis, and you know it was just surreal. But um, you know, and then the pop-up event the, that night was just incredible. And from then on, I've uh, you know I'm NWA loyalty. Um, but once I heard that it was coming back, I mean and that's what I grew up on. I mean I told I've told people when I was in high school, my Saturday nights didn't start until wrestling went off, and they ended for me to be at somebody's house in time to see Headbangers Ball on MTV. That was Saturday. And I think a lot of people were probably like that. So when I heard, you know, the NWA is coming back, I had been, I was at NWA 70 when uh, Nick got the belt back from Cody. I was at the pop-up. Event. I would seen enough of it. I knew what, what the quality of wrestling would be. Um, that once I heard the uh, studio show was coming back, there was no way I was going to miss the first one. Um, honestly, at that time, I didn't know if I'd make it back for any future ones. Sure. Um, the internet kind of decided that I, I had to, or somebody would find my house and burn it down. So.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. My friend. Absolutely. Uh, now, no, you, you said that you've always watched the NWA. This is something that I love to talk to people on NWA stranger about. When was it that you started watching the NWA? We can go back to whenever that possibly was. And, uh, and then what caught your eye again about the NWA with this rebrand?
1: Um, you know, with the NWA, and it's funny because you see people on Facebook and Twitter a lot, you know, what year did you become a wrestling fan? And I tell people, honestly, I don't remember not watching wrestling. Yeah. I'm from the South. I mean, I grew up on Memphis wrestling Saturday mornings. Uh, Lance Russell was the great broadcaster. And I tell people Lance was like a family member for me and my grandfather. I mean, you know, we, that's, we visited with the wrestlers on Saturday. But um, as far as the NWA – um, probably, you know, mid eighties around the time that the original horseman formed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told a lot of people and, I, you know, I'll show the picture and circle it when I can. I was, you know, ringside for uh, Flair steamboat in 89 in Nashville, Ooh. um, that the really head and shoulders, you know, biggest, biggest match I've ever seen, uh, fast forward, you know, roughly 30 years I'm front row to watch, you know, Aldous and Cody go at it in Nashville a different venue but same result the right guy won so um, I've been with the NWA since way back in the day um, not to say anything about you know the company to the east or to the northeast but uh, I just never and I'm more wrestling than sports entertainment fan I guess you know sure
0: sure and then uh, Santa what I'm I'm just going to call you Santa if you don't mind Santa Vol, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into how you came across dressing as santoval right after this but what was it about this rebrand that really perked your interest like what was was there a certain episode of 10 pounds of gold that really spoke to you was it something that our president our owner mr william patrick corrigan said what was it that sparked your interest in the new nwa
1: um the new nwa they did a um of course i had started watching 10 pounds of gold and I was probably, like a lot of fans, not really happy with what we had, um, you know, with you know, Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE. Um, you know, I, I would look at it just because, you know, I enjoy wrestling, but it just wasn't something was missing. So I tuned into the 10 Pounds Gold, thinking, what have I got to lose? Yeah. Then it becomes, you're watching everything, every episode. You can't wait for the next one. Um, but in March, I guess 2018, um, Crimson has a uh, tried-and-true wrestling out of Clarksville, Tennessee. And uh, during the uh, Aldous Crusade, when he first won the belt from Tim Storm and had like 60 to title fences in 45 days or some mm-hmm. crazy number traveling all over the world, one of those matches was in Clarksville against Crimson. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be there for it. And um, this is pre-Santa. Um, got to talk with uh, Nick Aldous before the match a little bit and, you know, get a feel that, um, he's the right man to have the belt he's genuine um he appreciates the the business he appreciates the fans um and from there i was just i, I was hooked um then i was able to get to nwa 70 of course for for the uh, the rematch with him and Cody and you know i had no doubt that um that if given the chance um billy would be able to to make things right with the nwa and you know, I'm glad that, that he was able to purchase it and, and get it, get it going. Like it is.
0: Absolutely, man. Like, I, I think that both of us can definitely agree that the trajectory of the NWA right now is doing very, very well. We couldn't be more happy about it. Have you bought your, uh, tickets to the, to the Crockett cup? I know that, I know that myself, Gary and Mr. Elder Sauer have ours. Do you have yours as well?
1: Um, I I'm going to answer that the way, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the interview with uh, Evil Knievel and Jim Rome and Jim Rome asked him why he tried to make a jump when he said he knew he couldn't make it. Do you know who I am?
0: Love it. There's the first bell. There's the first bell. Now now that we've relaxed a little bit with each other and we're starting to have some fun, Mr. Santa, uh, why don't you let us in on the whole Santa-ness that you go for? I know it has a big thing to do about Tennessee, not having a football team for a long time. You've explained this to me in the past, but why don't you explain it to everybody? Wrestling Days is in the chat. Absolutely amazed that you were in the arena for Steamboat and Flair. So why don't you just explain to all of us how you came up with the whole Santa-ness?
1: Well, the the Santa Val angle, and it's hard to explain to people, but for years in the South, Uh, really the only teams we have were the Braves and the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Um, Nashville didn't didn't have the Titans. Hockey was, that's not going to happen in the South. (laughs) Uh, Charlotte didn't have a team. Uh, So if you were in the western part of Tennessee, you were kind of the St. Louis Cardinals fan and the rest of Tennessee, some Cincinnati Reds fans, but predominantly Atlanta fans, Braves, Hawks, and Cardinals. Um, Or you were a fan of the state schools. And that's why a lot of times in the South, um, you know, collegiate sports, if you look at, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, even with Atlanta, there's still a lot more Kentucky. Um, it's more school related. Mm-hmm. It's more state pride than it is professional. Um, so that, that's where the Tennessee Vols angle comes in. But as far as the Santa thing, um, I just remember going to a game one year and there were people wearing orange and white Santa hats. And I thought, you know, if somebody had an orange Santa suit. And they wore it like to a late season, like you know, end of the year game around Thanksgiving time. That that would probably be kind of yeah. fun. So I went online and ordered a suit and you know, Tennessee fans will tell you, our orange is a very unique color orange, and this it wasn't the right shade, but I'm like, I've got it, I'm gonna wear it. So I wore it to one game and the reaction was just insane. Sure. I mean, I never you know, and, and you've talked to me enough to know that, you know, one of the things I say is, you know, I, I never planned this. You know, I don't plan a lot of things and people, you know, I know people, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm seat of the pants, I get an idea, yeah, let's try this. And then if it blows up. Yeah.
0: Well, Um, dude, I I think, I think that this thing has not even blown up, but now I see you at Tennessee games and now, now that I'm following you, I'm like into what you're doing with Tennessee. So like now I'm watching you and like you're, you're, you're sitting there on, on the rail and the players are walking in, the coaches are walking in the players, coaches, uh, the, 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 coaches uh, family are walking in and you're there handing candy canes to all of these people. That's, that, that's just, that just has to be a great experience for you.
1: Right. And, and again, it was very similar to the first uh, TV tapings. You know, I, I had no plans on doing this forever. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe do it once a year. Hey, it's fun. Um, but Tennessee went to a bowl game that year Had to be in Florida so I asked my mother, who is a whiz with a sewing machine. I said, "You think you could like make a short version? You know, short, short pants and short sleeve jacket, an orange summer Santa suit." Um, so I went to the bowl game, and then after that, that summer, um, I would have. I, I had a couple of former players. Uh, Chuck McCallum was a kicker in the uh, late '80s for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He messaged me on Facebook asking if I was going to do a game, and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm probably not dressing up." I mean, you know, it's like. Early October to be hot, and he was like, "Well, I'm bringing my 12 year old, and she wanted to meet you. And if you come, you know, I'll get you a pass, and we'll go down into the Letterman's room and meet some former players." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, I, I guess I'm up." And it just happened that every week, I would get a message from somebody saying, "You know, I'm bringing my son. I'm bringing my daughter. It's going to be so and so's first game. They want to meet you." So from there, my wife jokes, "She don't get to go to games with Morgan anymore. It's always it's got to be Santa." And really, I don't. I don't know the last game I went to not dressed. Yeah, up.
0: Well, well, well said. I mean, just just this last season, I now, now that we have become close and we we'll, we we'll, we'll talk about that next, how we got to know each other was uh <laughs> you actually spent some time in the Tennessee bookstore as Santa giving, I don't know, uh, Santa-ness to everyone in the world? How did that even come about? Did, 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 did the University of Tennessee reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? How did that even happen?
1: Um, last year, the bookstore, and I don't know if if you're a fan of quality uh, Twitter and and uh, just Twitter fun and jabbing and kind of poking at other people, not really harsh trolling, but just kind of you know Twitter fun, uh, at all, is a perfect place to follow. Uh, Tennessee's bookstore is it constantly just making little jokes and you know taking swipes at other fan bases and stuff. Um, they had posted something about Santa, and I just kind of off commented. I was like, Hey, why don't y'all let me come sit in for a couple hours? Y'all give me a t-shirt. Yeah. And then I know somebody commented or messaged me, and they're like, Hey, uh, let's do this before the last game. We'll you know give you store credit if you'll sit here for a couple hours and. I've done it two years in a row now and hopefully looking forward to doing it for three. It's just sit in the bookstore, people come by and take pictures and you know get candy canes and it's it's great. Dude,
0: I absolutely love that, man. That must be so much fun for you to just be a part of something that you love, like Tennessee football so much, and then to give something back as well, right, my man?
1: Right. And you know, and like I said, it's all um it's all organic. None yeah. of it. I didn't have like this grand plan. I'm going to get a Santa suit and then I'm going to wear my weight. It's just, it's happened. Um, You know, I made sure because the NCAA is funny. So I emailed the, um, I've been doing this, I guess this will be my fifth full year. Um, But the first game I went to, I messaged UT's compliance department. I was like, Hey, I'm dressing up like an orange Santa Claus. I'm doing candy canes. If I give them to the players, will it be a violation? Because I don't, you know, that's what I need is to, you know, get the school in trouble. And uh, they messaged and said, as long as I gave uh, candy canes to the players and fans, it wasn't just a player only thing. It was OK. So I was like, all right. So every game I give away five hundred to a thousand. It's awesome.
0: That is ins- I think the only thing that the that the NCAA would have had a problem with was if it was candy canes wrapped in hundred dollar bills. It's not that. Is it Santa Vol-
1: no, that happens at other schools. I name names. <laughs> Alabama, USC.
0: But uh, we, we 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 were st- we were talking sports before we started, my friends. I happen to be a big USC fan from my youth, growing up in Los Angeles. Now, Santa, let's get into a little bit of NWA ness. Let's get into a little bit of how you and I actually know each other. You and I first met. I'd say during that uh, NWA pop up event, we were really going back and forth about the David Arquette versus Josephus hair versus hair match. And I know that there's a lot of people joining us from, from, from just joining Power lately. Let, let's go into a little bit explaining how that even came about. What was it about the David Arquette versus Josephus match? That kind of got you and I interested into doing social media things about. Was there something about that match that really turned you on, Santa?
1: Honestly, um, it was just kind of I had the the hold disdain for uh, for uh, Mister Arquette <laughs> from his his stint as a world champ with a uh, with uh, um, WCW back in the day, but at the same time. <sighs> You know, the guy's a wrestling fan, and I promise there is not a fan watching this or watching any show ever that if a promoter came up and said, hey, uh, we're going to put the belt on you, they're going to go, no, no, I'm just a fan. We shouldn't exactly. do that. I mean, opportunity you're going to take. Uh, but uh, one of the things I like to do, and I'm sure the people that have followed me on Twitter know, uh, a lot of the memes that I post, the, I make them myself. I'm not a, you know, I, I'm a meme farmer. I'm not a meme picker. Mm. Uh, I try to make all original meme content and it was, it was too easy to, to post bald pictures of David Arquette telling him that he was going to get his head shaved. And honestly, um, I followed Josephus's career uh, for, for several years now. And dude had not had a haircut. I think he said in nine years, his son had never seen him clean yeah. shaven. So I'm, there's no way. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, Arquette's got a part for a movie. You don't want to break kayfabe, but I mean, I'm thinking Arquette's got to part for a movie. He's got to be balled in. This is perfect. You know, he'll beat the guy up. Somehow he'll lose. Um, so basically for what, three weeks to a month build up for that match, I was constantly posting and taking swaps at yeah. Arquette, um, posting, posting fake people magazine covers with him bald and posting like shop coupons with Josephus's face on them. Um, you know, you picked up on some of those and it just kind of grew from there. So, you know, I I
0: mean, Santa, man, it was, it was great, man. Like I, I, I was just, you know, I, I was just coming into my own, trying to figure out what this whole social media thing, YouTube thing was even about what the podcast that I was trying to start then was even about. And then you and I started chatting with that and that David Arquette stuff just came out of nowhere. It blew me away, man. Like Totally thought for sure David Arquette was getting his head shaved, didn't you? Like I, I, I never thought in, in 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 the entire universe that Josephus would get his head shaved.
1: It was, um, and even if you go back and watch the match, the crowd they were excited because for whatever reason it was Josephus is not necessarily hometown, but I mean it's his crowd. He's yeah. not you know the Hollywood guy rolling in. Um, the, there was a bit of kind of a, a, a low silence before the eruption. Once they realized, Oh my God, he just went, you know, and then after the match, uh, you know, it was almost, if you, um, if you're old enough to remember the, uh, the Bugs Bunny character, that was just, he, he shaved all his hair off and there was nothing left. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I won't say there's nothing left. Just dear God, I don't want Josephus <laughs> any more mad at me. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I just wanted to hug. Uh, but yeah, yeah. seeing him act, I mean, it was like he had actually, um, uh, he had lost height somehow. It's like his hair made him look bigger than he was, or something. But uh, you know, I'm glad to see that he's getting back on track, and I wish the NWA would, you know, loosen up on him a little bit. I mean, man. Well. He's a great let's, let's,
0: let's let's go into Josephus for just one second, and then I want to grab a um, I want to grab a souvenir that Mr. Arquette sent me from the hair versus hair match, so that I, so that I can send everybody that I totally forgot I even have up in my house. So why don't you talk about for a quick second? Um, the sacrifice of Josephus's hair. This is a big thing in wrestling, right? This guy hasn't shaved his head, hasn't cut his hair in over 10 years, maybe 11 or 12 years. He says he decides to make that sacrifice for the NWA. How does that make you feel? And let me go grab this piece of memorabilia very, very quickly while you chat, sir.
1: Well, I think, um, you know, many people don't want to understand that, you know, you talk about the length that someone will go to get someone over. Um, you know, here you've got Josephus, who is, I mean, a true student of the game, um, loves the wrestling business. Um, you know, I won't say a gimmick, but his persona was the hair. Um, you know, I don't know how many people realize it, but uh, he was actually, he portrayed Bruiser Brody in the clips from the, uh, the uh, was it uh, Dark Side of the, the Ring, the, the I want to say?
0: On something like that. The,
1: the, the most yeah, recent the thing stuff. on, on, on a I believe. Yeah. He was uh, in the, in the clips with the, the modern wrestling, that was him recreating Bruiser Brody. I mean, he, he knows his, uh, he knows his uh, sport. Also, if, if you ever get a chance just to talk with the guy, he is super intelligent. Um, he comes across as, you know, crazy wild animal man, but he's well read. He is a su- super, uh, super intelligent. Uh, one of the things he likes to joke with me about is he is a Vanderbilt uh, fan, which is of course, you know, that's where the super intelligent, smart, rich kids go. And, and I'm a Tennessee fan where, you know, the, yeah, the rest of yeah. us go, but um, all that, joking aside, he is really, really a, a, a true nice guy in the business. Um, and, you know, just, to, to work, to to agree to get Arquette over in a in a way that's going to make him um, truly sacrifice something that he had, you know, he had put, you know, like you said, 10, 11 years into, yeah. uh, you know, you go that way without, without shaving beard or hair, that's, you know, that's pretty big commitment. And then to agree. Alright, let's make it a hair versus hair match and, and I'll lose. Yeah, but well, wait, what? Not only that,
0: Santa, would you, you know, would you shave your beard for the NWA? Because I don't know if I would shave my butt, my mustache for the NWA. Would you would you shave your beard for the NWA?
1: Um actually um after Josephus lost, I, I did shave.
0: I remember that. I totally remember that. Actually, you made a, you made, you made a, you made a Twitter post saying, "I stand with hair" or something like that. I totally don't remember, but I really remember that, my friend. Uh, we're going to turn things over to the chat for questions. Wrestling Days is like running the chat room right now, by the way, Santa. So uh, uh, before we get to that, here's my memorabilia from that hair versus hair match. Uh, if, if you guys don't know. Um, uh, David Arquette does do Bob, Bob Ross painting, so he sent me this. There's David Arquette's little right. Uh, uh, thing right there. So it was great of David Arquette to send me that. I I I hold that. I, I hold that proudly in, in my house right now. So thank you, Mr. Arquette. I know you're not watching, but thank you. Uh, Wrestling Days asks us the question. Here we go. We're going to do questions for about ten minutes here, sir. Uh, Wrestling Days asks we. What is Orange Santa's favorite Christmas film?
1: All right. Normally, and if you'd have asked me this pre-internet, it wouldn't have been this. But, um, you know, with all the hype about is Die Hard a Christmas movie, okay. is Die Hard not a Christmas movie, <laughs> let me throw this curveball at you. My favorite Christmas film, American Psycho. Oh,
0: What? What is that? <laughs> really, American Psycho is your favorite. How how do you connect that with uh, with everything?
1: Scene where Renee, uh, Reese Witherspoon is uh, as the um, they're having a Christmas party and she's got the uh, mistletoe and Patrick Bateman is just like appalled at all the 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 superficial yuppies running yeah. around and yeah yeah. Like I said, 10 years ago, I wouldn't even have thought of it. But now everybody's trying to connect anything they can. I mean, it's Die Hard a Christmas movie? It's not. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so I'd say American Psycho. Uh, and, uh, seriousness, uh, probably Christmas Vacation.
0: Yeah, I oh, think yeah.
1: everybody can relate to that. Everybody's got a Cousin Eddie. If you don't, you may be Cousin Eddie and just not know it. But
0: Yep. No, I'm with you. Uh, Sonny Wolf asks, what is – Orange Santa's favorite novel, if he reads any books. Do you read books, Santa? Do you know how
1: to read? I, I do. I do read books. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go back to beating a dead horse, but uh, um, I really enjoyed the uh, book *American Psycho* by Brent Eston Ellis. If you've never read it, and you don't have a very weak stomach, it, it's a very good <laughs> horror book. Uh, it's a good look at uh, kind of 80s culture and the yuppie and things like that, mixed in with a total psychopath. It's uh, it, it's it's a brutal but but compelling. I book. think
0: we're learning a lot about Orange Santa this afternoon, everybody. Okay, let's see what else do we got here. Um, uh, well, you know, you, you've mentioned Nick, Nick Aldis and as questions come in here, I want you to uh, give your take on our real world's champion because I think a lot of people might might think that your point of view is a little bit askew from what they believe. So what is your point of view on the real world's champion uh, dealing with Tim Storm and then all the way to today, if you don't mind?
1: Um. Basically, from, from when... He, he signed on with Billy to, to come to the NWA. He beats Tim Storm to, to win the title and immediately starts, you know, the Aldous Crusade. Um, he's doing everything the right way. I kind of touched on this on my one little foray mm-hmm. into, uh, into uh, I don't know, podcasting I that, videos. I, 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 thought,
0: I thought that was great, Orange Santa. So if you could just give us a rundown of that, uh, your, your first ever YouTubing, I thought I thought that was fantastic. Right.
1: Um, basically what I see is, um, that from the time he won the belt, um, he was never really appreciated. And I don't know if it was because, you know, oftentimes wrestling fans get hung up on an early gimmick. Um, you know, Kevin Nash is still trying to live down, um, Vinny Vegas and Sorry. eyes even years later. You know, a lot of people just see Nick Aldous, Ah, you know, that's just Magnum. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um, missing out the Magnum and, uh, um, um, Samoa Joe were an incredible tag team. Um, and, you know, even Nick will tell you, you know, Magnus, or Magnus was just kind of a – it was a silly gimmick. Um, you know, he, he'll admit that. But now, I mean, you know, he, he is – he's his own. He's Nick Aldis. He, he uses his name. He carries the, the belt the way it should be carried. You know, the Aldis Crusade going anywhere, everywhere, wrestling in front of, you know, 50 people, wrestling in front of, you know, 1,500 people, wrestling in front of 5,000 people. Um, to the point that, you know, as I said in that video, Cody's looking for someone for the first ever, um, I guess it wasn't AEW at that time, but for their first ever standalone, uh, event, um, and if he doesn't get Nick Aldis to agree to bring the NWA title and put it on the line, you don't have a they title have match no for They have no event
0: there. They, they, there is no event. Like let's let's jump into that a little bit because I think that that's something that is not really talked about in the wrestling world these days. If it wasn't for the NWA, if it wasn't for our real world's champion Nick Aldis, All In would have just been a bunch of penis druids walking around, wouldn't you agree, Santa?
1: you know, you've got 10,000 tickets sold and great. You're going to have a bunch of matches. Yeah. Uh, what, what are they? Gonna mean? Well, we got one guy that, you know, he wrestles with his junk and <laughs> we've got other talented guys. Okay. So, so what's, what's the main event? Well, Cody's going to wrestle this guy and okay. So what's on the line? Well, nothing really, but we sold 10,000 seats, which I mean, that's great. But I mean, you've got to have, you've got to bring something else to the table. Um, You know and with all of that you know nick does all this and even walking into that match um you know the arena everywhere he goes if you watch the videos it's always he's the away team he's never got a crowd with him there's you know people like myself that you know that are supporting and cheering but for the most part you know he's walking into the lion's den every every match um and at some point, that's just got to, you know, it, it's got to wear you down mentally. Uh, and that's why I think that, you know, what happened with, uh, with uh, Tim Storm and with Camille, with the spike and everything and the beatdown, you know, I think that finally, you know, Nick just said, hey, look, if you want me to be the bad guy, then careful what you wish for. I'll be the bad guy. Sure. You know, and even with that, even with that, he's still, you know, he's still defending the NWA. He's still out, you know, uh, you know, accepting challenges, you know, from people that may or may not even deserve a title match. But, um, you know, Ring of Honor wants to take a swing. Well, he's the first one in line to defend, you know, to defend the company.
0: And let's jump right into that, uh, Santa, with the last three minutes that we have right here before we throw over to Wrestling Days' is pre-show. Let's jump right into that. Nick Oldis, Marty Scurll. What's the prediction from the North Pole?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be very similar to last year's event. I think it's going to be a brutal contest, uh, but in the end, I, I don't see any way that that Nick loses. Uh, he, he's got a—he's uh, bigger in every aspect, uh, stature and uh, and worldwide fame. Uh, he carries himself the way it should be, and uh, I just—I think Marty's just—he's biting off more than he can chew. And honestly, I think Nick at the, the head, Marty's trying to use him for another payday. And I think it's a perfect uh, perfect stipulation that, you know, if you don't win, you don't get paid. In fact, if you lose, you pay me.
0: I love it. You know,
1: so it's perfect.
0: I love it, Santa. And you know what, folks? Thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Santa Vol. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. I really do appreciate it. Folks, if you're in the chat and you haven't hit the like button Hit that like button if you're new here. If Wrestling Days has brought you over here, hit that subscribe button. We'd love for you to join us every time we go live. We're going to be we're going to be live in about 45 to another 60 minutes right now. So definitely join us again for the after show of Circle Squared. Santoval, where can these people find you and say your goodbyes to everybody, and then I'll take us home
1: uh i'm at santa underscore Vol on twitter and on instagram um it's a little different on facebook it's a group i had to make they wouldn't let me be santa Vol because they say it's not a quote real name but nah, god communists. bless zuckerberg if you go to twitter you can find a link to my facebook group um if you're if you're ever at a UT football game i'm hanging out outside gate 21 stop and say hello um as always go big orange and uh just thank you to everybody around the world that has picked up on oh my god it's orange santa <laughs> i never expected this yeah, I think this is crazy mad love for days um uh, days and adam are the two big on on social media uh anyone else hey you know hit me up um uh, i try to follow back as best i can sometimes twitter stops me from doing that but uh Go NWA, go Nick Aldis, Strictly Business, and go Big Orange.
0: Hey, thank you so much, Santa. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Join us in just an hour and a half, probably a little bit less because we don't know how long this uh, Circle Squared is going to be. But right now, search Wrestling Days. Go over there, watch his pre-show. Hell, watch Circle Squared with Wrestling Days. That's what I'm going to do when everything's done tonight hit that like, hit that subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Go watch Wrestling Days. Bye everybody.